1: Hello and welcome inside, happy, happy, happy Tuesday, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, hobo, live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7 Discover, exceptionally common sense. Really? Tyshirt? shirt we don't get the Mike White open. Mike White re-signs with the Jets today. We don't get the Mike White open. Yeah, I'm
0: open. sorry, we we're moving on.
1: So went, no, this this is the time to play it. This is the time to play it. He has there's actually news with him today.
0: So you're telling me we need to run it back?
1: No nah. Run it back <laughs> Run it back uh, Well, we, we actually do have an Aaron Donald story coming up. So hey hey, for all for all the best drops tonight, Mike Harmon, we are we are ready and loaded with all the content we're gonna serve up tonight.
2: Well, we just need to hear them like 9,000 times,
1: you know, just put the feet up and, and let the chips fall where they may. Wow, that's a great cliche to start the, to start the show. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I know it's boring. Write it down. Yeah, I just hope I can help the team. and That's right. I'm going to
2: try. Uh, no, try to get like 30 of them in tonight. <laughs> and that's one right off the jump. No, lots of news. The Knicks lost on uh, national television again. I went and, and I was like, making "That's new." A cup of well, but I went and they were ahead. They had the lead. I'm like, "Cool." Goes yeah. to a television timeout. Yeah. I go to wash a dish and make a cup of coffee. I come back. They're
1: down six. No, that's Nick's Nick's basketball. But you know what? I don't care because today Jacob DeGrom struck out five in the first two innings and it was glorious watching the highlights. Oh, he got Scherzer yesterday. DeGrom. I still can't believe we have both of these guys. We're going to win the World Series, man. I can't believe it's so exciting. It's so exciting. We're going to win everything. No, I I appreciate the excitement.
2: Yeah, no, you, there's spawn insane, pray for rain returns. Is that a cliche? Does that count? Can I put that on my cliche meter? Does That give be two. Give me the two. No, it's like, it's exciting times. We're getting ready for the round of 16, just 48 hours away. Only a, a short slate on the NBA docket. Uh, Jokic gets to go and try to dominate the Clippers again. Uh, no, no Lakers, no Memphis Grizzlies. But we did have Golden State lose. So one out of three in our. Yeah. Who plays every night?
1: Yeah, in the exactly. NBA. Exactly. And that's why I'm, I'm going to give Golden State a, a benefit of the doubt because they do play every night because now they're suddenly well, they did, they not nearly as land, good though. as they were, man. Suddenly, well, we were injured, but now you guys are coming back. Yeah, but oh, suddenly, Golden State is running into difficulty.
2: Well, they Steph Curry not being on the court kind of a pretty yeah, big deal.
1: Yeah. Well, no, so suddenly, as now, much they're as I like,
2: love Jordan Poole, don't get me yeah. wrong.
1: No, they're like the Nets now. That now the guys can't stay now now the big players can't stay on the floor with each other again. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, we got we got Draymond back and now there goes Steph and then we'll get Steph back and there goes Steph. I mean, they're, they're 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 the Nets West now. They just can't 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 stay healthy. Revolving door. But even though we didn't have any quarterback signings today, we still had some big quarterback developments and I am going to shock you right out of the gate with I actually have good news for Baker Mayfield. Okay. I have good, positive news for Baker Mayfield. I mean, you think, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jason, all you do is get – yes, the guy's not very good. He, he brought all his own problems on himself. It's why he's failed in, in Cleveland. Yes. Oh, But I have good news for him on a day where that doesn't seem to be good news, right? Because what did we find out today? The couple of teams that are left looking for a quarterback, Carolina, Seattle, Pittsburgh, we find out that the Panthers – don't have any interest in Baker Mayfield. They'd rather run it back with Sam Darnold... Then go to a Baker Mayfield-Sam Darnold quarterback derby, which clearly robs us as fans. Who who doesn't want to see Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold battle it out to be the starting quarterback? Matt Rule, when his sort of Damocles is over your neck for your job. Man, if they could somehow find a way to to acquire Josh Rosen so the three of them could all battle it out, that would just be awesome. Well, Uh, they did have the positive
2: news as well of restructuring Christian McCaffrey's contract to free up like $5.5 million. Yeah, that's good.
1: That's good. That's good. But but clearly, the Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold, who has also been a failure, uh, they have no interest in Baker Mayfield. And now you're hearing a really, you're actually hearing a really bad narrative that I hear people talking about on the radio and on TV. Nobody wants Baker Mayfield. Nobody wants him. Everybody can't stand him. Nobody wants him to play. There's no interest. There's no market for Baker Mayfield. That is absolutely incorrect. That is absolutely incorrect. The first part of that statement. You have to qualify it because there's no market for Baker Mayfield because he's making $18 million for next season. If and when he gets released, because that's what's going to happen. You talked about it last night that the Browns aren't going to find anybody. They could trade Baker Mayfield in a second, but nobody's going to pay him $18 million this year. But if he gets released, then suddenly you're going to see three or four teams that really want him. They want sure. to bring Cle- him in as Cleveland a curiosity. To,
2: yeah, Cleveland agrees to eat the money. Yeah. yeah, maybe you got something there. Yeah. But in I, terms of getting rid of that contract, no chance. No, no. that's more than a good half of the starters in the NFL at this point.
1: I mean, and I hear that today, and I go, "This is this is just hatred of Baker Mayfield without having the right frame of, of representation for it." Because there's so much negativity. Look, it's tough because Baker Mayfield, ha- you know, look, he, he's in a, he's in a bad spot. And like I said, it's all of his own doing. He's not been good. But to say there's no market for him, this is still a guy who has flashed a little bit. And as a former number one overall pick that might need a change of scenery and might be able to jumpstart his career a little bit. And all these mites mean that teams would be interested in him, but just not at this price. They're not going to pay Mayfield $18 million. Even if, oh, all we're giving up is a six-round pick. Yeah, but you're paying him $18 million. The Panthers learned that lesson last year. We got the option on Sam Darnold. We're going to give a second, fourth, and a sixth. Oh, wait a minute. We shouldn't have done that. But when the Browns realize they don't have any trade partners, They're going to have to cut him. And so when they cut him, then you're going to see Carolina, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Maybe pick. Tampa Bay, I told you, is one of those teams that really, that's where he should go the if Giants. he really wants to jumpstart his career. The Giants, somebody is going to be interested in him because they'll like him at hey, here's one year and $5 million, with a chance to earn 5 or $6 million more in incentives to get you to 10 11 or $12 million. so it's not a complete slap in the face. And if you win, playing time, whatever incentives you reach, there will be teams who are incredibly interested in him, but interested in him for that price. $18 million for for a guy that's a, no there's curiosities you can take a chance on and there's curiosities that listen that's just too much for us it's, it's a non-starter and that's what you're finding out right now because that's how it's going to work because mayfield is going to find out that all right maybe people like me a little bit more. And if Carolina doesn't want to get involved in that, that I kind of understand because like the, Darnold's kind of the same guy as Mayfield is. He's he's a you know former top pick, same year, that flashed a little bit but really hasn't played well. We got one of those guys. Do we need another one of those guys? But a team like Seattle who was like, well, we got Drew Locke right now and Geno Smith and I think Jim Zorn. Uh, so yeah, let's <laughs> bring Baker Mayfield in for the competition aspect because I told you, Seattle could be a great destination for him because that's what pete carroll preaches he preaches competition he preaches that you have to go out and win your position every day and that's big, that's what might appeal to baker mayfield and that would be some way for them to kind of see if they can fill their position at quarterback with a couple of options pittsburgh i bet would get into it hey come on come you want to get back at cleveland come play here come play in my system and you listen to mike tomlin who's a strong head coach and, and you come here and you battle it out with Mitchell Trubisky. Now he's Mitch. And let's see how okay. it goes. And you get to play Cleveland twice a year. That's a big deal. The Giants are a big deal. They like Daniel Jones. They don't like him that much. They were hoping Russell Wilson's going to say, hey, I want to come play there. No. So, yeah, they're going to be looking for other options besides Daniel Jones. They were close with Trubisky, right? Trubisky said, hey, I had a choice. And the Giants were the second team. And he said, no, I want to go to Pittsburgh instead. Felt he had a better chance because it was more wide open to win the job whereas the Giants, you have to take on the incumbent and in Daniel Jones. So I get why he picked Pittsburgh there, but if you're Baker Mayfield now, you know that you're coming in. If Daniel Jones doesn't play well, you're going to get that chance. You play well in the preseason, you get that chance. So there will be the, those are going to be the teams that are going to get involved for him. They will get involved fast. It will be a not quite a bidding war, but as soon as he gets released, there's going to be a lot of contact, and there will be a contract very quickly because Mayfield's going to pick because he's very emotional. He's going to pick the place where he thinks, I can start. I can get back at the Browns I can do all of these things it will be a really fast resolution and he will have a new team and have a chance to play and compete for the number one job at one of four teams across the league book it
2: yeah I think one of the big things that's gotten lost in this is the fact that the you need a team that also has either a coach that's just getting started so a splash is good right that's where Brian Dable kind of comes in he's the the hot name look what he did with Josh Allen he's trading with a a bit of a uh, not quite a carte blanche but but with a a very long leash if we're going to use those terms right to where he can gamble and see if Baker comes in if he needs to if he decides he doesn't like what he's seeing in Daniel Jones as they get ready to embark uh, you know on the preseason and everything the other is You know, you've got coaches that have legacy, and so the security, which, again, are very few in the National Football League, right? We talk about organizational stability uh, being one of the hallmarks uh, of successful uh, organizations, and we we don't have a lot of those. And then we have some that are trying to find lightning in the bottle the second time, and we look straight at Pete Carroll when we talk about that. You know, temperament, I heard um, Joe Thomas mentioned – Detroit just saying, wouldn't Baker and, and Campbell in a room together just be fun? Like, yeah. <laughs> the problem is you're paying the other guy. You got the, what, $41 million dead cap it on Jared Goff. So, yes, unless it's bargain basement, this guy's costing us nothing but incentives. He's not showing up there. And, and just go on down the line, right? Wh- which coach is willing to, to lay out and, and put themselves on the line, or in the front office as well. So Baker I think sits a while, right? There's there's no f- thing n- in any of this timeline that forces a move right now. I think you can have you can play the waiting game a little bit. Look, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo, everybody's just interested to see how he recovers and then we'll see how quickly maybe with Trey Lance and whatever there there can be some some opening up there, but he, he's another story for another time. With with Baker at 18 million dollars you're just not bringing it in you got too many other needs to to give up that much space on a guy who probably isn't your starter and let's face it his arrival probably isn't going to be the easiest thing to sell to a lot of locker rooms
1: well, it depends. If he's coming in to battle for the job, and there's not a quarterback that they believe in, no, that I, I think that'd wind up okay. Hey, this is your second chance. If you play well, great. If not, we all know. Like, if he comes into Seattle, they know that. Hey, if he plays better than Drew Locke, all right, then that's a, that's a win for us. He's the guy. If not, maybe he gets cut. Maybe he's a backup. It's all right. I, it's not that they're in and hand it to him. And maybe this would be better for him because you know he likes to push that hey, I'm a guy that was a walk-on. I fought for everything I've had in my entire life. Maybe you need to fight for something. Maybe you need to fight for the starting job, and that brings back the quarterback you used to be. I, there, there's, lots of, there's lots of potential upside with it where I don't know that he'll walk into a locker room and suddenly there's so much baggage that it's, oh, this guy, is, is we really can't have him. I, I see there being a little bit more positivity as teams need quarterbacks. Because Let's face it, if, if you're one of those teams we just talked about, if you're the Giants, you're the Seahawks, you know, you're even... You know, look, Carolina said, no, if you're Pittsburgh, uh, you you, well, you would bring in a lot of other guys to say, hey, come on, man. Help me. We need a little bit of help. I know there's not a lot out there, but OK, uh, if you you know, if my wife sends me to the store for avocados and I walk in and there's only four avocados left and two of them are bad. I got to buy the other two avocados because you know what? There's not a thousand other avocados I can choose from, but she needs avocados. I got to get those avocados. Now I want guacamole.
2: Okay, well, I mean, you could probably make that happen. The larger (laughs) thing here is everybody's got a price, right? And where's that intersection between, all right, he's been cut and what we can negotiate and what his expectations are, right? Because this is really going from, look at national commercials, right? Part of the overall presence of Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick. You win a playoff game, you're revered in Cleveland still are to a large degree, but you haven't had a lot of teammates come saying, wow, they really did this guy wrong or anything. Seems like a few a few guys would have gone on the record uh, in that regard. Uh, no disrespect to Deshaun Watson uh, and his playing ability, but certainly his circumstance, like, all right, this guy may be a little bit ornery and have some problems, you know, dealing with management coaches and teammates versus what's behind door number two that we still don't know. And likewise with Baker going to anywhere else, you know, remembering that guy that had to fight all those years ago. Could it be that right? Does a guy immediately get back to that? Oh, he needed to be humbled. So it'll be curious.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7 Discover. Exceptionally common. Sense, Well, today was a big day in the NFL when it came to pro days. And whether you were on Twitter today or you got to see this, uh, Malik Willis put on a, a really big show. A really big show. Uh, put on a really big show at the Combine today out of Liberty. You know, I've gotten to see him play a little bit over the last couple of years. You mm-hmm. know, Syracuse has gotten to play Liberty. We shut his ass down in this year, though. Uh, and he's pretty good. And he put on a really big show today. He had one throw. He threw a dime from about 70 yards out. That was just an incredible throw. You see him run down the field after, and he's smiling. And every single bit of news about him has been good. It's been positive, and I'm happy for the kid. You hear him talk, and he says all the right things, and you see him play. And he he's one of those guys that seems like he gets such a joy out of just playing football. And And it's really great to see players like this. Uh, play this way, and certainly he's in the mix for being one of the top quarterbacks taken. You know, the quarterbacks always rise when it comes to the NFL draft in the first round. Some of them rise more than others, and right now it's kind of a a, a, a big wrestling match between he and Kenny Pickett, as long as Kenny Pickett can keep expanding his hand and make sure his hand gets bigger. Hey, I got 15 inches in between my finger and my pinky now. And I, can real, <laughs> I can pull the football around my entire hand and just throw it and spin it like nobody else. So you're seeing that now a little bit from the quarterbacks but you know i i, I gotta you know I, I gotta play the 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 old man in the horror movie mike Harmon who's at the gas Uh-oh, station we haven't
2: seen him in a while
1: ah, i gotta put on my grease stained hat as i you know as i got i got a big patch of skull in my mouth and that's everything is dirty and mosquitoes are flying in and the kids show up to get beer or whatever else they need i go, oh, don't go in there why you would not like who lives in that woods oh old man you don't know anything which you know I, I don't understand why, like, if you're a macheted killer in the woods and you're waiting for teenagers, you don't take care of the old man because clearly he's trying to warn people away and they may listen. You know, I, I don't well, know He's like, in cahoots with you most of the time, yeah. You think he's in cahoots? Oh, okay. Well, right, I maybe. mean, how about
2: you write a movie? Let's write an original okay. movie.
1: The old man in the horror film. Yeah. Oh. And then you, fi- then you find out at the end, you know would be great? Like, you find out at the end, like they do at one of those scenes at the end, like a Marvel stinger, where, you know, the, the you know, like Jason or the, the, the hockey mask killer, you know, shows up at the, at, the, uh, at the gas station, and the guy just walks into the back, and Jason walks in and sits down, and they start playing cards together. Like, he's dealing out hearts. He's going, <laughs> all right, you owe me $15 from last week, and Jason reaches into his pocket and pulls out bloodstained dollars and puts them out, or, or he pulls out somebody's hand that's grabbing its wallet, and he just puts it t- <laughs> hey, I can get guys, on board. with that. I kind of did that. Sure. We're, we're holding it out like that. Uh, but I got to play this because Malik Willis may wind up being a good quarterback, right? He may. But if you're going to go crazy and trade up to get him, don't do it. All right? Don't do it. Go. Let's go back. I'm going to go back 10 years now to the first round draft quarterback risers because of their performance at the Combine and their pro days. Right. Because that's what it is. Right. But people forget about four years of tape and they have a two hour interview with someone who is always going to say the right things because they want to get picked high. It's the bad quarterbacks. who I don't give a crap. I'll say whatever I want to. But oh, they impress so much in their interviews and look at the pro day when they're throwing the air. Look how good they are. And we we suddenly we, we ignore the four years of tape and we fall in love with that. Hey, there's lots of great guys. Yo, there's lots of great kids coming into the NFL every year. You know, there's lots of guys going to have great pro days and look great when you're just throwing the ball down the field against air. But here's the warning, because to trade up, to try to get one of these guys, you can't ignore history. All right? Let's go back. 2012, who was the draft riser? RG3. Coming off the Heisman Trophy, he, well, he was going to be a first-round pick, but then he goes through the interview process, and everybody falls in love with the guy. I remember having him on set at NFL Network. I was so impressed with him. He was smart. He was quick. He was personable. Teams fell in love with him. Potentially could have gone number one overall, but the Colts decided to go with Andrew Luck. RG3 was the riser, right? Look at where his career turned up. Who was the riser in 2013? E.J. Manuel, right, At a big career at Florida State. He's probably a first-round pick, maybe. No, no, no. Hey, he rises. He rises. The Bills say, let's get this picker. Let's pick him in the top half of the first round. E.J. Manuel never panned out. right? 2014, who was the guy suddenly who goes third overall? Blake Bortles. Look at the career the guy had. Yes, it's a smaller school in Central Florida, but, oh, Blake Bortles has everything, the size, the arm strength. He hey. stands tall in the pocket. Blake Bortles was your riser. In the in the first round,
2: he's had a pretty good run, and he'll live forever in the good place. Well, he'll live forever because he helped me win that fantasy championship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, seven years ago. <laughs> but obviously, Jason from Florida uh, and his love of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Blake Bortles—I <laughs> mean, as people find that show for generations to come, uh-huh. that'll be great. But I mean, he at least got to start—you know, seventy-three games. Yeah, no, these. So are guys while that- it, while it hasn't been, you know, brilliance. He was in Jacksonville, so you got got to give him something for that.
1: (laughs) But, no, but these list of guys that I'm giving you, these are all the guys that impressed at their pro day because of their physical skills or the combine because of what they did, their interviews, and their careers are not what you want out of franchise quarterbacks. These are guys that were never even in the top half of being quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Now, look, let's keep going, right? There was none in 2015 because that was the year Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota went 1-2, right? They were 1-2 from the beginning. We knew that. That's how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Who was the riser in 2016? Carson Wentz. Again, small school. Can Carson do it? Look at his size. Look, He had an, he had an unbelievable pro day, right? Unbe- Carson Wentz is going to go number one overall. He was a guy that, ah, he's in the mix to go in the first round to. Nope, we got to go up and get Carson Wentz. He had one great two-thirds of a year, and now look at, look at what his career is, right? He's been just a guy ever since then. They won the Super Bowl without him, right? Next year, who was it? Mitch Trubisky, a guy that that was not even really on the radar going into his senior year, but then he plays pretty well, then he goes through all the combine and and, and the meetings and the pro day, and it's, wow, this guy's really got it, and he's smart, and he knows what to do with, hey, we got to get him, and what happened? The Bears make a big trade with Trubisky to move up to get him, and they still have trouble coming back from that, and that was five years ago right? Baker Mayfield was the guy in 2018. Mayfield was someone who, ah, maybe he's going to go in the first round. Now in the top half of the first round, but look at that swagger. Oh, this guy's got swagger, man. Let's believe in the swagger. The swagger's going to do it. He goes number one overall, doesn't see the end of his contract in Cleveland, and it's a messy exit, All right? And then you get back to let to 2019, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, who the Giants could have gotten at the end of the first round. But no, 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 no. We love him, love him, love him. We loved him at the Combine. We loved his interviews. We loved his – pro everything we loved. But let's take him in the top five. And the Giants are still trying to figure that out. Now, now, the last couple of years, you want to give guys a little bit of time to figure what's out. But I'm going back 10 years now, and all of these guys, these were the first-round draft risers. These were the guys that, hey, we fell in love with them because of the Combine and because of their interviews and because of their pro days. And look at it. You don't want any. You don't, you don't want to have that career. Any of these guys. You don't want your quarterback you're taking to have any of those careers. It doesn't mean Malik Willis is not going to be good. But when you go back and say, okay, who's the guy we kind of ignored a little bit of tape on, and and just and, and focused on what happened in the last couple of months, and you wind up with something like this, Malik Willis may be a good player. And if you want to take him at the end of the first round, or or hey, where where it's okay, where we can we can take him, where we're not ignoring another position where we could get a franchise player at, because when you're picking in the top ten, you want to get a franchise player that you think is going to be a guy that makes a couple of Pro Bowls and starts for you for the next five or six years. That's what you need in the top ten, but you draft a quarterback that you reach for too much, that crushes you, man. That sets your team's development back two or three years, because then suddenly, now you have to fill that position, and a couple of you, now now you're you're stagnant with your quarterback, so you don't know where you're going, and if that doesn't work out in two years, you're throwing your, your old plan a way to get a new quarterback you have a new head coach coming in there's a new offensive system because it didn't work with that guy if you reach for a quarterback because he impresses you so much chances are you're going to wind up reaching for a guy you shouldn't have reached for and that's the what that's the the old man at the gas station warning i have about the combine and and pro day risers like malik willis
2: yeah i mean it goes beyond the pro day risers it's it's the expanded of we've got to take a quarterback and the hot run to to grab one even if you don't believe there's a guy available yeah willis's is- Between the the combine and here, certainly you watch a lot of the throws. I love seeing people unearth all the old Michael Vick throws for, you know, 85 yards and all of those things from his throwing sessions, which are just mind-boggling. And you just want to hit refresh uh, and watch it again. But, you know, we do this every year with quarterbacks. Like, nah, there's really not a lot of guys or there's one or two. And then all of a sudden there's five. Yeah. Right. And even and, and to your point of just going up truly high in the draft and getting them. Yeah, that point's well taken. And each of these guys, I mean, they flashed and then it wasn't sustainable for one reason or another. I mean, Bortles had that huge 2015 season. Yeah, most of it was in garbage time. But for fantasy football playoffs, you didn't care you celebrated your victory just like all the points counted the same. RG3, but uh, for injury. Yeah, But he had for his injury, here.
1: Yeah, guys in but the injury and the, and the actually, fact yeah. that they
2: did, uh, you know, they had already drafted Captain Kirk as insurance. Because folks need to remember that. Remember? they Here's RG3. We're drafting him this high. By the way, we went right back for another guy. And we'll have a healthy competition right off the jump. <laughs> uh, EJ Manuel, no. There was there was nothing. Like, the rest of the guys have at least had a moment or two. EJ. J. Manuel did not, right? The, the rest of the, there was a moment and a flash and even Baker Mayfield up until, well, the second half of this season, it was like, all right, well, I would say working. all
1: of this season.
2: I would say all, all of this. Well, season th- this season kind of went, went every way sideways, but you at least were like, all right, we got to let it at least get to the midpoint before we completely abandoned ship. And then it kept sinking.
1: <laughs> right and and
2: can we save the ship? No, it's well. Going but down. I mean, All but right, I mean, there was fine. no turnaround, which was the made it worst. Is that you had the Bengals, but everybody else was just limping along. Right, the Ravens had nobody left. The Steelers. I mean, we've talked about the shot chart of Ben Roethlisberger for months now. I mean, you, this was your opportunity, and, well, you couldn't get out of your own way. Some injuries and effectiveness in fighting, etc. And and so you jump off the ship. Daniel Jones, Brian Dable's going to give him the good old college try before he jumps off. Uh, we all know of my undying love for Mitch Trubisky. Hell, I'm wearing the Jay Cutler jersey today. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm all celebrating this offseason, stuff and, and Carson Wentz. You know, just like Derek Carr right before him. Two guys that were on their way to MVP seasons. One guy ended up yelling, it's broke, it's broke. And then Carson Wentz is now
1: uh, a commander. All right, but you, you, need, you need more than just those flashable moments for this. You know, you're, you're taking a guy that early. You're saying, this is going to be our quarterback. for We're hoping sure. for a decade. Or a guy that doesn't need to be a guy that makes all a bunch of Pro Bowls, but needs to be someone where, hey, this is our quarterback now. We can figure everything else out. And it, it wasn't. like The guys all had some moments. I'm not saying they didn't. Carson Wentz probably had the best because he had two-thirds of the Super Bowl season with the Eagles, and then he got hurt, but then he was never the same. Trubisky got to the playoffs, but he just wasn't the guy as dynamic as they thought he was going to be. Uh, You know, RG3 had his rookie year where he thought, boy, this guy's going to be great. And then suddenly he couldn't stay healthy and his teammates didn't like him. And all these things are happening. And you just have to have more. You got to get a little bit more from your quarterback. Not everybody's got to be Josh Allen. You know, I, I get that. But when you're drafting a guy here, you're expecting your guy to at least be Derek Carr. I don't think that's too much to expect. If you're going to draft a guy in the top ten, that he should be Derek Carr. That's, what, that's, a, that's a realistic expectation to aspire to. Because to say, well, he's our Mahomes. He says, all right, those guys are special. They don't come along all that often. You have to be lucky to get them. But if, you, if you're drafting one of these guys, you're expecting a Derek Carr-like career from them. And none of these guys are even close to Derek Carr. Yeah, this is I, the only thing i really thought I'm going put Derek Carr at the top of. Hey, yeah, guys, i really thought you were going to s- Derek s- Carr over. Yeah, but I thought you were going <laughs> to
2: circle back one more year to go down to 2011. All right, Cam Newton goes number one, <laughs> and then you've got Locker, Gabbard, yeah. and Ponder. And I say oh, caution you because Gabbard's still there. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's still playing. Yeah.
1: Did you hear that, Smithers? Gabbard is coming. <laughs>
2: and nicely done. It's a
0: good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Got more NFL on the way. Bucky Brooks stopping by in a half hour. Breakdown all the big news off the of Pro Day today. What he thinks about the quarterback carousel. But... About an hour or so before the show tonight, Zion Williamson put up a video on Instagram of him (laughs) running and dunking, putting the ball between his legs uh, while wearing his new shoe, all right, while wearing the Zion two-shoe. So this is not from that long ago because he's wearing his new shoe. Uh, This just went up on Instagram, and when I saw this, I just want to ask even the biggest of skeptics – do you really think he's ever going to play for the Pelicans again? He's not. Okay. How unhealthy! He's not going to play at all the rest of this season. Uh, if the guy's running and jumping and dunking like that, I gotta think he's a little bit okay. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm sitting there the whole time. I was like, I gotta you, you just posted right. this
2: 24 hours after yeah. all these reports of yeah, he's going to be shut down for the yeah. year and he's not available. It's like. All right, so they've committed to dealing him. Is that what I, I feel like we need to go find Jen Hale and all our friends <laughs>
1: around the team. What What's going on here? He's done. He's done playing for them. He doesn't want to play for them. He wants his next game to be for the Knicks and Madison Square Garden, for the Lakers taking over for LeBron. Wherever it is, it's not in New Orleans, right? The guy's got money. He's got the big shoe deal. He's going to get money. doesn't have to worry about, oh, but they can give him the max. It could not even be wind up being a sign-and-trade where he signs it, tra- but he's not going to play for New Orleans again. He's done. He's posting this video for a couple of reasons. One, because he's got a new shoe, but mainly because he wants to show other teams, I'm healthy. All right. I'm healthy. You you see where I am. You can come get me. Don't be afraid to make a trade for me. You're worried about how I'm feeling. Look at this video up on social media that I'm putting out there. I'm okay. Come get me. I'm telling you, he's done in New Orleans. He doesn't want to play there. He hasn't wanted to play there. And for everybody who wants to default to, yeah, but you can get more money. Yeah, you can. But clearly, does he look like he wants to be there? I ask you, does he look like he wants to be there? 24 hours, as you said, after the report of, hey, shut down for the season, here's a video of me running and dunking, and I'm playing great. He wants out. And it's going to be a big deal this offseason. People are going to be going crazy to try to make trades for him. And the Pelicans are going to have to do it because they're going to know, here's another guy that doesn't want to play for us, but we got to do something because we're just going to sit back and lose him. Maybe he won't even play for them again next year. He knows. He has established himself that I can be the next great superstar player in the NBA. There's very few players that have the it factor of Zion Williamson. As great a player as John Morant is, maybe he's the next Magic Johnson. Yeah, he's great doesn't have the it factor of Zion Williamson, right? Steph Curry, it factor, right? Whatever you think about how he plays, he's got the it factor. LeBron James, it factor. Nikola Jokic, great player. Does he have the it factor? Eh, not really. Giannis great player. It factor? Sure, Zion Williamson, complete it factor. Everything the guy does, when he gets to a new team, it'll be front-page news every single night. Some people just have it. He doesn't want to sit there and toil in New Orleans anymore. I don't know if he ever wanted to be there to begin with. I honestly thought he would do one of those Eli Manning, don't draft me because I'm not signing there. We
2: did talk about that quite a bit before the draft, absolutely. For
1: whatever reason, he decided to stay. I've given you a little bit on the court to show you how good I am, and I'll go someplace when I'm 23 years old, and you're going to give me a lot of money. And then watch my NBA career explode. I mean, it. you see him put this video up. Do you honestly think he plays for New Orleans again? I can't, even the biggest skeptics can't say, oh, yeah, sure, he's back next year. No, he's done.
2: Yeah, we're so far away from the 85 games he played, people forget how dominant he was. And how exciting it was, and how it was nightly highlight reels from him. Just like we're getting with Ja now. Uh, and, you know, it's the rare night off for Memphis to, to replenish their legs as, as, as we get ready for the stretch run here. But for, for Zion Williamson, uh, I, I do like that a number of the initial comments off this are wondering what the hell kind of floor he was playing on. Seemed like a lot of gifts. I was like, is that a trampoline floor? Did he go to, you know, play wall ball? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Or our buddy Casey Jacobson's bounce house down in Orange County here. Uh, So so a little of that. But showing the athleticism, showing the explosiveness is there, right? It's a one-off. But if that video gets put up by he and his team, that means more of them are to follow. And now you start building the frenzy as we get towards the playoffs. It's the... This team, that team, whatever, and your Knicks. And, you know, all of this is great. But did you see those videos from Zion? Because that will start showing up in the pre- and uh, post-game shows and at the halftime, you know, breakdowns. Like, here's a video because they always do, right? They're grabbing stuff from social media when players are putting stuff up. So Zion gets himself back into the conversation and everybody starts getting excited again. Yeah, I'd love to see him in a new home, in a place where he wants to be, and that can really utilize what he is. He's only 21. I think that's what gets forgotten in all this. Or maybe he's turned 22 by now. Either way, he's
1: still a kid. And you didn't send him a birthday present or wish him a happy birthday at all. You know what I did? What'd you do? I,
2: I, I did not divest myself of my Zion Williamson stack.
1: Oh, that's good. See, that's, see, you were smart but because like, well, I want to get into the I, Knicks. Look, so, if, I'd bought, you know. if I'd sold
2: a year ago, I would have yeah. been smart because I would have <laughs> you know, been able to profit a lot and then bought them at, at their current low, uh, <laughs> low. but, you know, that's okay.
1: Now you uh, just got to stay in it, right? Because, all right, I should have sold it, but now, now i got to stay in it for a no, while. No,
2: at some point you just realize, all right, it's too, it's too late now. I'm not cashing out, and you hope he uh, has a bit of a return, and this is a nice help.
1: Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike, at swollen to him. I'm telling you, he's played his last game for New Orleans someplace else. Big trade coming in the offseason. 877-99 on Fox. Coming up next, got another big quarterback story out of the NFL. There's big spin control going on. It's Fox.